This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. Yeah. Anytime God speaks to you, you will know that God's thinking is very big. It's not interested in small things. A lot of people as they are, yes, he helps them, but God is big. That's why I say, I come the, that they may have life. How? Lavishly. That's God. Not just enough life. Unto him that is able to do what? Abundantly above. It's always like that. When they didn't have enough food and they multiplied bread, how many baskets left? It does not stop at the needs of the people. It makes sure there is always a spillover. I want to read Psalm 23. Thou anointed my head, my cup runs over. God is the time that when he's pouring into your cup, he sees that it's full, he continues. Because that is his nature. What is this? Why does he do that? So that other things around you can enjoy as well. The oil, when it fills you, it must spill over to others. That's God. He doesn't give a man what a man can, can consume. He gives what you can and then you share with others. Because he is big. Mm. Hallelujah. My time is almost gone this morning. Listen. Uh, <laughs> thank you Holy Spirit there is the word of God and that's the Bible but the word of God is not final now those who are watching don't run and go and say a pastor said that the word of God is not final just sit down and wait <laughs> there is the word of God which is the Bible the word of God is not the end. It's supposed to lead to something. The word of God is supposed to lead to the word from God. It is not the word of God that necessarily changes life. Some put the Bible under their pillow. Some read it every day. It is the word of God. What changes life is a word from God from the word of God. Did you get that? Yes. In every word of God, coded inside is the word from God. It makes a different meaning when God takes a scripture and speaks to you directly from the scripture. Now, it is no more a word of God. It has now become a word from God to you. I get what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I pray that this week God will speak to you. This is why intimacy is very important with God. We function. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just about talking about it. I'm, I'm about talking about light. We function by light. And that light is rooted in the word from God. Mm, the entrance of his word. Give it life. Psalm 119 verse 130 An understanding to the simple Let's sit down God bless you, thank you I was almost keeping you standing again I just remember <laughs> My dear sister, she's not here <laughs> Amen Hallelujah World 1 John 5 1 John 1, sorry verse 5 1 John 1 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 Let's begin to read so we are talking about lights. I start first by talking about that there are different types of lights. The Bible says in Genesis, God made, verse from 14 down, He made two great lights. And He said the greater light to rule in the day and the lesser light. Lesser light can operate in the night. But we are talking about day star. We are talking about daylight that will reign. And the Bible says where you want to reign, the greater light rules the day. 
Because the greater light rules they go in the midst of other light, that light will still stand out. And I told them first that the Bible said thy sun shall no longer go down. Then I realized that a Christian does not have to have this kind of experience. It doesn't mean challenges will not come, but you can always live above them. Because the Bible said that your light, your the sun shall no longer be. Said, there will not be any night again in your life. But then this morning, this thy sun shall no more go down. You know, the normal thing is that the sun will come up and go down. So people say life is full of good things and bad things. But the Bible says, thy son, your own son, put your hand on your chest. When it rises and it's written, it's risen now, the Bible says, it shall no more go down. Hey, there will not be a day that you will not reign. There will not be a day that you will not be victorious. There will not be a day that you will not lift up your hands to give God praise. Shout a louder amen. And thy moon will not withdraw itself. The reason is given. For the Lord shall be thy everlasting light. And God does not vary. God is constant. The Bible says every good, every perfect gift, they come from above. James 1, 17. From the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, nor shadow of turning. No variableness. You don't meet him like this today and then like this tomorrow. In him, there is no variableness. If that God who does not waver, who has no variableness, becomes your light, then your light also is constant. Hallelujah. This is why they see you smiling every day. Your son, I feel it's a prophetic word for us. People mention days when people did some things for that they were very happy. Some days that people remember the happiest day of my life. They even do a documentary program. What about if every day becomes like that day? And to understand that that is God's plan, when they ask Jesus to teach us how to pray, say, give us our daily bread, not monthly bread. Not yearly bread. And bread there does not mean the only one to eat. It means whatever blessing comes from God. It is God's plan that it should be daily. I've also read that the Bible said that His masses are new every morning. It's not a yearly thing. It's not a monthly thing like salary. <laughs> I love you, Lord. Hi. For your man. Are you following me this morning? Let's read 1 John 1, 5. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. This day, this is John talking. He said, that which we have seen, that which we have heard, that which we have and we have delivered to you. And then he said, this is the message which we have heard of him. This is the summary of what we are saying. John, who used to put his head on Jesus, he said, this is the summary of everything. That God is light. Ah. Immortal. Stop, thank you. This is the message that God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. I <laughs> Matthew chapter nine. Sorry, John chapter nine. Verse 5. So in verse 1, they saw a man that was born blind. Disciples began to debate like people will do now. They want to know the etymology of a problem. Who seen this man or his parents? They said somebody must have seen for this guy to be born blind. I sense an anointing to say this. Regardless of the cause of whatever anybody is going through here, whether you even brought it on yourself, I stand in the name of Jesus Christ, the King of mercy. By the power of God's mercy, that situation is brought to an end right now. The blood speaks over you. And His blood is always crying mercy. God is not interested in the fact that you caused it. You have come to Him now and there is mercy. So they said, who sing? This man or his parent that was born blind. 
And Jesus said, you don't understand. I don't have time to debate who's saying. He said, neither this man nor his parents. When people go through, people usually think that those people, they go through because they are, they, are, they are more terrible than other people. Not necessarily so. If I'm mostly not so. Then Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest. Verse 4. This is very powerful. I must walk the work of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. Then verse 5 is where I'm going. As long as I am in the world, I am the light. The first part where I say God is light. Now, Jesus is saying that as long as I am in the world, why did you use the word as long? Because he knew that his time was almost up then. He is no more in the world physically, but he's in us. He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. But then in Matthew 5, 14. Hi. Hallelujah. That James 1, 17 says, uh, Father of lights, plural. And I explained a bit of it for service, and I will get into a little more now. So the Bible says, Father of lights is in plural. Because it's not God is the only light, but in His light there are lights. In other words, even in light there are dimensions, <laughs> and they depend on how close you are to the light. Your level of illumination is directly proportional to the distance between you and the Father, even though it lives in you. <laughs> We will. Don't worry. We are moving. We see our next weekend. Are you following me? Aye. There are lights that can cut through a matter. It's lights. There are lights that they can use to check check what is inside your heart, your chest, X-ray, and they tell you the state of your heart. Some other things. But Bob cannot. This kind of light can't do that. There are different types of light, and they function at different levels. Ah, there's a light one where you pass through at the airport. I was told that you want, I don't know the one we pass through in Nigeria how it's like. But not those funny ones. I was like, the one you pass through, you're almost the person viewing you on the screen. You are almost you are not only naked, they even they, every part of you. So that's how they can tell that able swallow cocaine or whatever. But I know that whatever you put in your once you pass through, you are so transparent there. I saw a pit of it. I tried to peep in a, a, a GFK one time. I just saw that they asked a woman behind me to stop. Because her back, you know, your hand luggage, said no liquid, no nothing. If you have liquid there, well, I have seen people passing liquid with our own airport here. Said no liquid, guys. Any liquid, there, no liquid there. Like when we got inside after security, I saw him drinking the coke he was drinking before, which he passed inside the bag and everything. But over there, when he said that no liquid, uh, no liquid makes no liquid. You will see everything on this. Your bag will just pass and everything. Which you might not be able to be there. You understand what I'm talking about. Uh, but our country is unique, you know. <laughs> we see by the spirit. <laughs> no wonder African traditional men. <laughs> that was why they were just up. Instead of technology, they used jazz. They understood that they needed something more. So, amen. How <laughs> you True light is shining. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So there are different types of lights. Now Jesus said, you are the light of the world. When you read something, they say amen to it. Let me say it again. You are the light of the world. When he saw the man born blind, he accepted responsibility. He said, as long as I am in this world, I am not in for debate. I am the light. And when I see darkness, I end this oppression. Uh, but when he left, he passed it. But he began to tell them before he left that I am not the only light. Because very soon I will go, you are the light of the world. 
Then he moved to verse 16, which is the art of the matter. He said, let your life so... The moment you are born again, you have become an Illuminati. <laughs> so even I put that on Facebook, they say, tomorrow, one person, one child said that they are Illuminati. That's a Latin or which Greek word. It only means the enlightened ones. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 3. The real Illuminatis are Christians. <laughs> I am not making it so. Verse 4, Hebrews 6, 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. You see, Fortizo is some Greek word, but actually, that is another word for it. Enlightened ones, those who are Illuminati. So they stole our name. Mm. Because Jesus is the true light. All other lights are fake lights. I spoke a bit about that first service. I will not go fully into it, but I said, this one, it is what he says that stands. Whatever I'm wearing now, you think this color is ash or gray. They were debating that in the morning. Human beings cannot just agree on them. I said, what is the color? Some say, ah, some say, okay, what is the color now? How many of you think it's gray? How many of you think it's ash? You see, I have two groups here. So what exactly is the color? Is there a color expert here? <laughs> so, mommy said gray, grayish ash. <laughs> Pastor Billy, what's the color of this stuff? Sir? Oh, is that a lady who know? Grace, what is the color of these clothes? Eh? Gray. Okay. No, no. How many of you disagree? Okay. Let's go back to the word of God. <laughs> we might need to do an election on this. <laughs> Whatever the color. It's either gray or ash, at least. Uh, we can agree on those. Nobody's saying blue. Okay. So, now, you think it is gray or ash because of the light I'm standing under. Do you know that if they remove this light and put some other types of light, this cloth color, the color will change. Is that right? That means this color is not exactly the main thing. It is the light that is shining on it. That goes for every... Some of you wearing white. Under some light, it might turn to blue. Have you done spectrum in physics? So, they tell you that one color is thrown out, all other colors are absorbed. They actually believe that all colors are present in what you are wearing. It is the one that is throwing out everybody's saying. Physics is very close to the Bible. There is a truth in that. That's why John 1 says that Jesus is the true light. When you hear the word tree, it suggests that there are other types of lights. How your life is viewed and interpreted per time depends on the light that is shining on it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody can look at you and say that you are barren. But under the light of God, they can say that you are many children. The one that will finally produce results in your life is the light that you believe. There is a light of civilization. There is a light of culture. There is a light of emotion. There is a light of what you see. But there is the true light. The light is all men. Hallelujah. Once you believe true light, it absorbs all other results and its own results will be the only one shining. Can I hear a loud amen? So they send, they have sent you a mail. It will come up in form of light on your phone. That's how you can see it. And they say your account reads 3,290 naira 50 kobo. <laughs> but there is a light that is saying that all things are yours. There's a light that says that you lack nothing. If you believe that light, it will swallow, absorb the result of other light and let its own result stand. 
that's why the Bible says, let God be true and let all men. It's not exactly calling them liars. He's saying that when God is talking, their opinion is a lie. Oh, I speak to somebody that a doctor has spoken to about a condition. They did their best. Christianity is not against medicine. Luke was a doctor. Luke that wrote the book of Luke was also Luke, so Luke that wrote Acts of Apostles also. He was a doctor that followed Paul everywhere. That was why he could write all those things. So God is not against medicine. A Christian is not committing a sin by taking medicine. But it's just that there is opportunity to step above it. So when a doctor says this, you thank him good. That is as far as your light can see. But there is a true light. So you can come back the following week and they check and the thing is no more there. There is a true light. How many Christian women without fallopians have given back? So many. It seems to happen every now and then camp, every convention. People come and share testimony. Usually God gives them three or four. Triplets, four. It's common It's a common thing. I follow those testimonies. I watch them online. Some of them, they bring the doctor and they mention the name of the hospital. So you know it's not fabricated. Some UCH in the battle. They will not doctor result for you. But the same battle people are given back to three, four. Because there is a higher light. Hi. That's why they call him the great physician. All other physicians bow to him. Hallelujah. Whatever they have said is wrong with anybody. Thank God for the doctor has done his part. Oh, but in the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to you from another light, the true light, that nothing missing, nothing broken, you are perfectly made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Saturday will be explosive. Summer, when we are filled this, I start feeling this thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. True light. So he said, You are there. But then in verse 16, he said, Let your light so shine. That means it's up to me. Let your light so shine that men may see. Why did he require that? Why did he say that? Why did he tell them? Why did he say that? That see, let it so shine. There's some that said, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Once you are born again, you have been brought into the kingdom of light. You have become light. I will talk more about but the contention is this. When Jesus said, what is that what he said? If the light in you be dark, how great is the darkness that is in you? What's that script? Give me that scripture. Is it John 8 or so? Jesus said that if the light that is in you be dark, you have concordance, just let me check. You know, I quote a lot, but I don't know script. I I can't I don't quote everything. So when I need help, help me. <laughs> Just check John. Not for what 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 can anybody tell me? Yeah. Again. Is it Matthew? Yeah, it could be Matthew. Yes, thank you. If the light if thy eye be evil, thy whole body is full of light. If therefore, this is like a paradoxical statement. Two opposing things. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how can there be a light in a person and the light be darkness? So I checked the word in Hebrew Greek. What Jesus actually said, if the light that is in you is obscured, you are in serious darkness. Some of the things I shared with you last week, we will go back to that, but not now. Malice, offense, and the mentality of this world, fear, and evil report of this world, they obscure the light. It cannot come from your spirit to your soul. So your soul is in a state of depression, anger, you fret over little things, you are afraid you complain. Because you cannot see physically money your end, you say, I don't have money. I'm going to talk maybe next week about what I started for service with. Romans 4, 17. God, who given life to the dead, calling things that be not as though they were. And Ephesians 5, 1 says, be imitators of God as children. One of the things you must learn from God is how God talks. When God sees dry bone, he calls it a great host. 
calling the thing that be not as though they were. That is how you give life to death. A situation. A woman can bring forth children by calling a womb that they have declared dead a living womb and calling herself a mother of children. We'll talk about that another time. But Jesus said, if the light that is in you be obscured, in other words, there are dimensions also that can happen on the other side. The light can be dim. The light can be totally obscured. Since lights are in degrees, and I said, the closer you are to the Father, your closeness to Him is directly proportional to the degree of your shining. Now in Isaiah 60, and I'll close with this. Don't worry, we'll continue from here. Isaiah 60. The Bible says, Gentiles will come to your light. And kings, kings, so there is light. There is light that is shining brightly. Ordinary light shining might not compel kings to come. But there is a degree of brightness that people looking for you are no more ordinary people. Aish. This is where, where your fame is everywhere. The Bible says, Gentiles will come to your life. But you see, kings. So there is a type of light that Gentiles will notice. King might not notice that one. They are high and lofty. Many times they are arrogant. But there is a level that your light gets to. That kings will come to the brightness of your rising. It happened to Solomon and all kings, they came. As I look at everybody, whatever you do, this is why I'm being sent with this message. This is not really a teaching. This is a message from Father's heart to the church. If God would open your eyes now, you will see people standing with me to erase this message and give it you now. We do not talk many times about this, but I can tell you every now and then when I sense the strong presence of the angel of the Lord watching over this assembly, and that I sense right now. On two occasions during where this service, God opened the eyes of somebody. She nearly somersaulted where she was on the seat because of who she saw standing on the altar. Because Jesus to the angel in church of Ephesus, Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, every assembly has an angel. Every Christian has an angel watching over you. Based on your assignment, some have more, some have less. Or at least everybody has got it, at least maybe one or two. But there's no Christian that does not have an angel. And then there's no Christian that Satan also has not assigned a demon. But demon is not a factor as you walk in the light of God's word. Demons operate in life of a Christian only in two ways. Ignorance and then errors. So they wait for the two. If you don't know who you are, they can chance you. If you know who you are, but they wait for you to go into what God has not called you into. If a pastor begins to do what God has not called him into because another church, he has just opened himself. That's why I feel sorry for people who run to go and start the church and they are not called. It's a recipe for disaster. It's a serious one. If I had my way, I wouldn't be standing preaching. It's better to be a Christian than to stand there. But now that I see a lot of people, and it's because of what people have mirrored to them, so they think that being a pastor is a tenth protocol following you, carrying your, and people get into all this, you know, and there is a common mistake among Christians. I was telling Pastor Ebele that one day when we do a meeting, we talk about this. I avoid all this. People will think that when you say you don't want people to leave, nobody has told me to leave here. We, we release people joyfully. A wise person will know that. That way you still have a relationship with them and you love them. All these people told me that Pastor, I'm traveling next to Pastor, I'm applying for Masters in UK. Ask one. I have never told a single person, ah, don't travel. If you are not shy and you have, you want to go and do a master, I will support you. Our goal is not to keep people. But you see, the more they go, the more we increase. Because there is it that scatters, yet it is increasing. But I still get careful to imagine a time. Somehow I don't say it out. But it's very important. I get what I'm saying. Sometimes people are praying and they see a vision. Maybe God telling them to go and reach out to people under the bridge. Then it's equal to them. I haven't seen many of them, many of such things here, but I hear churches and I talk to pastors and then they just say that they are going to step out. Who says calling means you should step out? 
Is being in that church stopping you from doing what you're supposed to be doing? Till Paul, at least for as long as we read in the Bible, till Paul reached the old world, he was still a member of the church in Jerusalem. Charles and Francis Hunter, who healed more people as couple than any other couple, they were members of Joel Austin's church. They were there when Joel Austin was born. They were older than him, but they were members of the church. They will go and do crusades. I've been to Joel Austin's church before, maybe a 20,000 seater hall in Houston. I've been there a couple of times. Charles and Francis Hunter will do a crusade. 200,000 people will gather there. Yet yeah, that was their church. They were doing crusades around the old world, but when they were at home, they will attend church and sit down. We don't see to that in, in Nigeria. I don't know. Somebody told me that Brad is a member of Baptist Church. But look at the impact it's making. People just feel that the way to obey call is to live. Many times, it's not God, it's itself. God can call you and ask you to do something. It's not equal to stepping out. Do what he wants you to do. He can ask you to begin to reach out to people under the bridge. Look for two or three other brethren to join you. Do what he asks you to do. But it does not mean going to set up an office and give it a name. Moboladi Johnson Worldwide Outreach of Under the Big Brethren. <laughs> like I heard the name of a ministry, joking, a, a, a few guys that were in school, they had a drama group <laughs> and they called the Jew of the church. <laughs> Say, what's the name of your church? He said, El Shaddai shall, El Shaddai shall not die ministry. You understand? El Shaddai shall not die. <laughs> what a name. Are you with me? It's important. Believers have to be told this. Otherwise, there are many things people are stepping out into and there's no impact. Then I show somebody one day. In now 13, the Bible says, separate from me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have called them. They were called a long time before then. They waited for brethren. I heard the priest one day said a very powerful thing. The priest was an old professor that God used to really shake England, an Englishman. When he was 80, he was preaching for it because he had no church, he was just a minister. He said, if God tells me to do something and the people I pray with every day, none of them has heard it, I will not move. I will tell God that the pattern we see in the Bible was that you spoke to other brethren what you told Paul and Barnabas. We don't know how long God has spoken to Paul and Barnabas before others confirmed it. But these guys waited until others said that Paul and Barnabas, oh yeah, my Lord, God has called you to something. What I see now is people hear something and they step up by the And I've looked at resolve many times. What does it lead to? Are you with me? By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every truth. I will say, Lord, if you are not, Bible says you are not the author of confusion. I am in the midst of ten friends. We always, we've been praying together for years. And God is asking me to do something. It's not talking to anyone. And I say, say it's a pastor. No, it's not. Bible says God is not the author of confusion. What is God trying to achieve by telling me and not telling others to create a rift or debates? I will say, God, I will go what I see in the Bible. You spoke to the rest before Paul moved. Tell the rest also. And there's no way, whether they don't want you to go or not, if God tells them they have no choice, they have to release you. I get what I'm saying. Personal revelation is creating a lot of problems in the body of Christ. Yes. The one that is asking people to bat a river also and pay for the pool before they enter. Holy Spirit told him to do so. The Holy Spirit tells people absurd things in Africa. Yeah. I know a church that the pastor left, took all the members, started another church across the streets and broke away from the Jew. When they asked him, who I said, God told him to. That is... And I said, this same God of the Bible? Interesting. Yeah. Someone left his wife and met on that woman and said that God told him that, that uh, a lady was arguing with a pastor one day, a married man in the church, that that was the one that God said she would marry. Okay, bro said, okay. So they told her, that, okay, number one, we know God doesn't say this. But even if God is talking, but the other person is not hearing anything. At least it takes two to marry. You are the only one God is talking to. Okay, wait till God talks to him. You might just wait for 30 years. Because that one is not prepared to hear anything. <laughs> and of course, if you don't like the lady, you won't hear. <laughs> Brother, has the Lord spoken? No. <laughs> he can't speak. <laughs> After another nine months, has the Lord spoken? No. <laughs> what do you think God is saying? He's saying, Shade. 
Are you with me? Amen. Glory to God. Let's, let me stop here. Light, light, light. There is a degree of light. Mm. Where I want to start with next week, now that I know I'm a Christian and I'm the light of the world, how do I begin to shine to that degree? That's why you are a city set on the hill that cannot. God's plan is that men should look for you. Yes. Those demons say, Peter, I know. Say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? The people they were worshiping Diana, the God of Ephesus. They said that this Paul, almost the whole world, is giving us problem. You must be known. And you that you do business, uh, we do these things by the spirits. Hallelujah. Your light can shine so much in your field. I see all of you working in offices from this moment. Things are not the same. You can't be ignored anymore. And you keep going higher and higher. Many of you saying amen under the sound of my voice. In no time, wherever your MD is or whatever, they are talking to him about you. Because your light is shining. In things that you do, the Lord will cause it to spread. In the name of Jesus Christ. We will continue from here. This is why we are warned not to walk in darkness. I have said this in this church. Don't intentionally hurt another Christian. Don't even hurt another human being by what to say. Part of Christianity is to really discipline how you talk. Never. Obscurity begins when you begin to walk in darkness. Bitterness, envy, lust, and things that you allow your open yourself to. They begin to obscure the light. The light is inside, but it's not coming out. It's not coming out. I have seen one light in one country before. That if you put one of them in this hall, it will lighten the entire hall. But your phone light cannot do it. Light are in categories. Somebody shine like phone lights. <laughs> you get like this. But the Bible says, let your light so shine. Anytime I stand there and I look at all of you, sometimes I sense the urgency of heaven. Remember what I started with? Even if you don't like prosperity, like it for the sake of other people. As we're coming this morning, I started telling Pastor Abi, I said it's coming repeatedly to my mind that maybe from next month we should begin to include in Sunday service a feeding program for those who do have food. I have detached myself from government long time ago. Not only in any nation of the earth, it's just a matter of time. Did anybody know that that will happen to you? Only few people told me around and someone then prophesied like two years ago that I saw there would be one. And I pray for the rest of Europe. See, when people move, I support her. But at times I just imagine that go and read the story of Naomi. Pray before you move. It's important. There was famine in Bethlehem and they moved to Moab. Before she could close her, she lost her husband. She lost her firstborn. Lost the second one. She came back empty. This is the sad part. Ruth followed her. When they got back to Bethlehem, the Bible said God had visited them. There was already bread. There was bread. I am one of the people fully persuaded. Nigeria will not remain like this. Obviously, this is the darkest hour of the nation. Yeah. The highest diesel, highest exchange rate, highest everything evil. And I'm not against any party. I'm not partisan. But the sincere truth is I'm a pastor and we see things going on. Highest. It's at the time when there is no light that there is also diesel skyrocketing. And then first skyrocketing in many other states are still on. At the same time, exchange is very high. How many more things? And then death rates, murder, war, and everything around. How long? But you see, weeping may tarry till the night. Joy comes in the morning. Nigeria will not be like this forever. Please, I'm not attacking individual government or anything. I'm not. I'm just saying what is happening now. Because people can be very personal when it comes to politics, and I don't want to deliberately offend anybody but we are servants of God, we must say the truth as it is so I'm not putting on it, but I'm just saying that this is the reality of the country now 
and if you are hearing man, you are angry because you have allegiance to one party or the other, just come out and say that this is 15 error. And come and say that exchange rate is this. And I will keep quiet. Just come and say, but if I'm stating what is obvious, because I see when, they, when you talk, the way some people get angry, and the one that is angry is also hungry. You know, they feel that, oh, because uh, your candidate, I, I, I've never, I've never had any candidates. I voted for the governor of a state before. I did not vote at the last presidential election because I had no candidates. It pains me less when I'm not using my hand to bring whip to beat myself. So that's the truth. So if I'm not persuaded, I will always get my voter's card. If I see no candidates, I'll keep my card. So let my hand not be there. Are you, are you following me? Yes, I'll, this one also I'll register. If I don't see a candidate, I'll stay on my own. But I believe individuals can rise. For saviors will come out of Zion. And the Bible didn't use one savior, it says saviors. That means not talking about just talking about you. If it were, if it were talking about just, it would have been like savior. But the Bible says saviors. Many of them are seated here. Yes. A dear sister had told me when they were first that before the next one, myself and my husband would have gotten a feeling station. I said, that is the spirit. And I've been praying for God, let that happen to them. Yes. And God should multiply that they have stations everywhere. Some of you, that's why you come to church, because we tell you, when you come to church, we will fill, fill your tank. Once we notice that things are bad out there, individuals can begin to feed people. Can employ. Yeah. Some of you will be so big. That's my prayer. You bring in a solar panel or whatever that can take care of your house and 200 other houses. So they know that in that vicinity they have lights because you are there. Yes. That is what we are talking about. This is the purpose of prosperity. It's not to flash your cars before anybody. But to look at the decadence, look at people. And just say, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to wait for anybody. I will do something. I will do something. It will pay some of you one day. You will, when you are rich, you can do something about your anger. You can get angry enough and build secondaries with every local government in Nigeria. That will be of international standard. Yet to say that everybody attending it is free. You know you can't be a small boy and do that. Because all the bills are on you. And you watch a guy driving down for who is rough on the road. His son is in your school. Down to uniform. Everything paid for by you. You see, it will even change his attitude. Yes. He comes to see his son in school. He's in a lobby where there's AC, flat screen and everything. And he's wondering. By his labor and his sweat, he can't near what you are giving them. And as they are sitting in that lobby, you are playing Shalosh Magide's message. Is that not supposed to be? <laughs> Hallelujah. You are so rich that your purpose of your filling station is not to make money. You have other businesses bringing billions to you. So you open the filling station just to help people. In fact, when there is fuel, you don't open. Or once there is scarcity, you open. And you tell people, how much are they selling now? 200. They say you are selling your own 15 era. They will kill from here. And as they are coming, you are giving them a tract. And this last song is playing. Oh God. Oh. Brethren, is that not the life? I am tired of going to eateries. And all we hear. I don't want to mention the name. Recently, I was babbing, and I was just here. Oh, you're getting my boy. I know you know the person I'm talking about. I said, which one is this one again? I told you, I said, please, turn down, just, just stop the whole thing. Can there be a worship that you are making your here? You are here, and it's a combination of worship and Shola's message. You are making here, and your spirit is being built up. And you are shopping malls bigger than shop rights, and it's yours. And from the entrance to him who sits on that throne, that's what they are hearing. Hallelujah! 
And as they enter the second door, they are hearing, you are the light of the world. Yes. So who is that pastor, Shalosh Magide? Isn't that beautiful? When I enter a bomb here, anytime they speak in Aqua bomb language. When I enter Emirates Arabic, which one are we going to enter that will speak Bible language? What to own, you own. Nobody can tell you how to run what to own. Private schools are saving families. Even non-Christians are taking their to private school. In Africans have values. By the time I started teaching kids in Canada, some of these funny things in school. I was watching a documentary recently. Canada government complained that people are leaving public school, which is supposed to be free, to private school. Nobody wants the children to be taught how he cannot know whether it's a man or a woman. And these things are being chucked out. So thank God for those who have the capacity to build a private school. They are the, they are the ones rescuing other people. Otherwise, your sons and myself will be forced to sit down in that same class. And there's no alternative. But so once a private school, you'll pay a lot to government, but you are free to teach whatever you want to teach. As long as it does not contradict the law of the land. And that's the way it is. So there are schools. Thank God for Catholic Church in this regard. Thank God for them. Every nation of their Catholics have their schools. And they stand by their teachings. I appreciate them for that. Because they have helped other Christians who are even non-Catholics. But that's the only same school you can go to. That's how it is. My brother's daughter was attending college, even in Lagos here. You only go home once. Visiting day once. If you miss as a parent, even if you are the president of America, the Reverend Mother will meet you at the door. You cannot come in, miss. You cannot come in. They've told my brother's friend before, if you want to come in, you only come in on one country. You are going to come in and take your son and never come back again. Who sets? And they are brilliant in that school. You see, the Bible said that the rich answered roughly. It doesn't mean the rich is rude. It means that when you are rich, you are mouth there. That's nice. <laughs> Bible said the poor uses entreaties. Always begging. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. That's what, that's what the Bible says. He said, but the rich. Now, when we talk about saints prospering, you have an understanding of what you are talking about now. You understand what we are talking about now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There are many widows that will smile and sing for joy because of you. You look at children whose fathers are that some. You, this is these are the things I'm praying. One day in this hall, or maybe when we are moved, we will do a an evening for all police officers' children whose father died on duty and they be forgotten by the government. We call them here and put those children on scholarship. They don't need to be Christian. Christian, Muslim, all of them, they are invited. And we take care of them. The father was walking on the road, was hit by a car, was shot by robbers and everything, and you are on your, on your own. So this is why a child cannot be poor. The work is much. We close the service anyway. Imagine as we move out now, we bring in 2,000 people just to feed them. They eat, and we give them take away, and they go. Even if they have no hope of any other time of it, Sunday morning is sure. That's what we are talking about. That's what we are talking about. But that's not cheap. So that's why God has to empower all of you. Have, you have to allow God to empower you. Some of you, these things I'm talking about, you will do it as an individual. You will ask me one day, say loud, Amen. That pastor, if you need want to feed 2,000 people, leave it for me. Pastor, who are the people who are orphans in the church? Send them to me. Yes. Individuals will do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. You know, even the government now, they recognize that Pastor Tonrapo is doing what government cannot do. In rehabilitating those boys on the bridge, I saw a documentary of one of them, even the girl, because they will still show their past life. The number of marijuana that this girl could take in one hour, and then they showed the transformation. Then this boy, Shannon Waller, what they call him, that one went viral. Now he's playing long tennis he's in school. State government not even recognize the fact that this church is doing this. That's what we are called to. But rehabilitation process is very expensive. They don't only use prayer, they also use experts to help those people. It's an expensive process. 
Number one, you must have a place to put them. This little emergency that we've gone out to do, people met people who in some places who do prostitution and some of them were so open to the gospel. And they asked people that if I get saved now, what is the next thing for me? Because the whole family depends on this thing I'm doing. When one girl said it to me also, sincerely, my hand dropped. I got back into I was not my dad, got back into my car. Myself, I think, wait, myself, Pastor David, the husband, around the baby. I go back to my car. I just sat down there and broke down tears. She listened to us very well. She said that, look, I know Jesus is Lord. I know God does not want this, but what can I do? He said at the end of the month, they are waiting. He said, I have two brothers in school and my mother. All of them depend on this venture. Of course, I'm not saying it's an excuse to do what is wrong. But you see, the Bible says if you say to your brother, be filled and you don't give him food. John said that that is nonsense. That's what the Bible says. I wish that day we could tell her, how much do you make per month? Stop it. We will give you that amount. If we did that, that girl would have stopped. Obviously, she didn't like what she was doing. This is why poverty is demonic. Very demonic. Hallelujah. You will never be broke another day of your life again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Is someone blessed this morning? Give God all the glory just... <laughs> Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just stay after me say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.